Simple Soul Speak Survivor. Simple Soul Speak Survivor. Anna and Richard, Simple Souls like reality TV shows. So now it's time to start looking back at the 40 seasons of more. Simple Souls Speak Survivor. Simple Souls Speak Survivor. Simple Souls Speak Survivor. Good news. Well, hello. Why, hello. I'm so happy you heard me today. Yes, I did. Yay. It's wonderful, wonderful that I hear you. It was meant to be. Yeah. Well, what else was meant to be? Do or die? Oh, my Gosh, what a twist. I mean, it didn't end up working out that way, but like what a potential twist. What a potential thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. The concept of like, potentially you're going to win an immunity. All right. That's crazy. Yeah, the first one out of the competition, therefore, ergo the weakest person maybe of that comp could either be immediately evicted from the survivor house or they get immunity or can't be voted out yes that's deshaun's fate later in the episode but yeah if we rewind actually it it, that was pretty good that was pretty good because it gave us something to look forward to for like 45 minutes we're like oh what's gonna happen right but we first tune in our story when Shan with her shantham. Gets voted out. And I just need to say that immediately the temporary alliance of Ricard with Danny and Deshaun immediately backfired on Danny and Deshaun. Like, 1.5 seconds after Shan is eliminated. What do you mean? <laughs> so they are walking away from the vote, all kind of excited that Shan's gone except Liana. And Liana is like, you do realize we had four people and now we have three people and they have four people. And then Ricard was like, so Xander, we're buddy buddy now. And Oh, hey. I didn't even see the whole that yeah so then xander and ricard are like we're kind of a duo now that shan's gone and then erica and heather have been this duo so we're we were the bottom we were the lower tier players so to speak quote unquote but now that their camp out four has been broken up and shattered we are the dominant alliance and then that's what Liana was yelling at to Danny and Deshaun. Why now? Why right. we could have voted out anybody else and then torn apart the Camp Out Alliance and and got rid of Shan or whoever the next week. But that's the problem. Is like at some point it, towards I think in the the you know 
the vote out part of it. Um, they even said like part of like we don't just want to get to the end. We want to like make good game decisions and like play a good game. But like, isn't that the problem? Is none of them are playing that good of a game. They're playing kind of emotionally, which we saw this week more than ever, or this yeah. last week. Oh, we did, and Deshaun particularly did a weird thing that very night where he's like, just so you all know, Ricard is the snake. I'm not really the snake. It's Ricard that's the snake. And he's mm-hmm. like, I was trying to put a target on Ricard, but then everyone got mad at me. Because he was like losing it. You did it wrong. You did opposite. Right. It would be a different story if very cool and calm when he was being right. confronted. But that's his M.O. Ricard all season has been like, let me ponder on that. Let me think on that. Let me process that. He's not. Don't make rash emotional decisions. Yeah, no rash, no emotions like flaring. It's Mm -hmm. just calm, collected, however it is. Collective, collected. Calm, cool, collective. Yeah. 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 So then. Of course, Deshaun immediately becomes backfires in 47 more minutes. Right. But I digress because a deleted scene that goes right here and it's the next morning and I'll be darned that they haven't shown us on the proper episodes tree mail at all. Right. But like, on all these, del- <laughs> yeah, you forgot that tree mail was a thing, right? Yeah. But they um, have these things called secret scenes, which I feel like secret scenes are just like, oh, the episode was running 47 minutes and we needed it to run 43 minutes. So we have to cut this out. So mm. it's not really secret. It used to be in the show, but they're like, this is, we're trimming the fat. It's not necessary. But for those of us that watch later, they're either on YouTube or Paramount Plus or there's other ways to find them, but they pop up. But this one was starring Ricard, so it it was intriguing to me. And he was sitting on the beach with everyone that was still left. And then he had a, they're like, tree mail. And Heather Heather and Deshaun come back with tree mail. They're like, someone's going to get voted out today, but it's a twist and it's different than you might think. What could that mean? And then Ricard is basically talking with them and then he has this confessional where he's like I used to think that winning competitions was going to be a bad thing not that I assumed I would win all the competitions when I came to Survivor but I didn't want to be a big target so I was thinking winning all these competitions should be a bad thing probably but now that I see that it's basically Xander and myself that have a lot of credibility in these challenges uh I don't feel bad about it. I think it's okay that I can win some, Xander can win some, and then my my target is not necessarily huge. I have Xander, you know, there's other people. So I thought that was an interesting window into what Ricard's thinking because I remember a couple episodes ago you were like, I don't know if Ricard should be winning back-to-back challenges. Yeah, the one that was not for immunity. I feel like he could have just thrown... I still kind of think he should have, not that it really affected the game, but like, just as like, 
coming from the Big Brother franchise, you don't want to win every week. And so maybe that's why I have that, like, preconceived notion of, like, if it doesn't matter for the end game, don't win it. Right. Which is fair. It's totally fair. But I thought that was an interesting confessional that he was basically talking to you without knowing what you were going to say in the future. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then also you said they were trimming the fat. So I because you took just a moment to jump on I was like let me just refresh of what we opened on like the scene we opened on because we always touch on that and Mm. then so it's paused like just on the episode it is only 35 minutes and 42 oh no that's left okay sorry (laughs) no it's only 42 minutes though that's so short like that's eight okay my cat's attacking me uh that's 18 minutes of like lost footage yeah. Like, I feel like that's too much commercials. Like, give yeah. us the extra five minutes of bonus, and then you can do like 15 minutes of commercials. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I don't know how people watch regular TV. <laughs> I know. I love watching my no commercials, no yeah. ads, no advertisements, no commercials on these uh, streaming services because I pay extra money. <laughs> I pay good money for this. I pay great money not to see um, that for the next pharmaceutical miracle drug, you know? I will say, though, I the only reason I even know that there was a new West Side Story was because I was watching YouTube and it has commercials. So, like, mm. occasionally commercials work in your favor. That's true. And I know Annie, the live Annie, was is What's tonight is tonight yeah was is it's i think it's happening now yeah (laughs) yeah i'll have to catch it on hulu the rebroadcast yeah but yeah they're they're all arguing after shan's tribal council and then deshaun realizes "Uh uh-oh i did a bad thing and then we learned about danny that his father passed away 25 years ago is that what he said that's a really great question yeah that sounds right he said it was 25 years ago when he was just a kid yes and his dad passed away and he was taking it easy and then later foreshadowing says i'm gonna do a good job today and make my dad proud which he he did he did yeah and you texted me while you were watching the episode (laughs) and you said oh balance a ball on a cylinder no thank you Right, because, like, that sounds impossible. Like, he doesn't say there's a notch in the cylinder or, like, there's a dent in the cylinder where you're going to be holding this ball. Because, like, just holding a sphere on a cylinder is impossible. (laughs) Right. That would be too impossible. It's already pretty impossible the way they have it. Right. But But there is a notch that the ball can float into. And it should stay right in the notch. And only if you, like, twist it to the right or left or side to side and like let it go too far to like one side or the other like otherwise it doesn't look impossible but the way he just described it balance a sphere on a cylinder i'm like nah better not nah better pass better let it go well and people this time people did have the option for sitting out because of the major twist which was erica decided to sit and no not erica sorry Liana, Liana and Heather. 
Heather and Liana, which that was a smart move. I would have also thought Erica sit out, but she she was very lucky. I feel like more than anything, they just didn't want their target to win immunity. So I feel like the more people you have in it, you're kind of stacking the odds, I guess. Yeah. At least that was my thought of why so many people stayed in it, because I also feel like a lot of people had a good reason to sit out and not risk it. Right. Like Erica. But Erica probably thought, well, I don't want Deshaun to win. Right. Oh, such a... Okay, so Jeff says, it was weird because he's like, I'm going to tell them something. All right, everyone, come on in. Let me tell you something. I'm like, well, just say it because... He told us he was going to say a thing and then he didn't say it until later. So I'm like, spit it out, Jeff. What is the thing? And in no, I mean, it's hyperbolic, but in no terms that would elude you to believe that it's hyperbolic or hyperbole at all. He said, this is do or die, meaning if you're the first one out of this challenge, you will compete in a a game of chance where you are will either be safe in this game or you will die. He did not say you will die in this game. He said you will be safe in this game or you will die. <laughs> the stakes are so high. <laughs> so high. In a season right after a global pandemic, death is threatening death. Horrible. In this Hardest season of Survivor yet. The tribe mates have to decide whether to be safe in the game or die. <laughs> That's how I read the meaning. He did um, not say die in a right metaphorical sense. Yeah. For me, it also sounded like I know he said a game of chance. But the fact that it's called do or die means like, like to me, that means like you need to make fire or die. Like if you don't make the fire, if you don't do the thing I'm asking you to do, you die. Which would have been a better twist because at least we could say, well, they had a chance. Yeah. Not like a game of chance where it's like random and it was a one out of three shot. So not even 50, 50 at first. Right. I would rather lose because I suck at making fire or something than I lost because I didn't pick the correct unknowable thing, although yeah. he claims he knew. He, he had a feeling, so maybe yeah. the the island of the idols, you know, survivor contestants of yesteryear were looking down upon him and whispering, it's the one on the left. Jeff's right, your left. Oh, but maybe maybe it was the Liana or not Liana Shan's good faith left with the island, and the island felt or she felt bad because she fucking dogged dogged him so hard before she left or before her her tiki torch was uh, put out. Yes, I (sighs) actually heard some interviews with Shan which I don't usually listen to the Survivor exit interviews, but hers was very good, and I'm glad I did hear it. She said in that moment, she was completely serious. She, at that moment, was like, Ricard, I love you. You're my gay best friend. 
you're my gay husband, you're the will to my grace. I do mm -hmm. want you to win. So serious. In all seriousness, that was Ricard. I want to vote for you to get the million. Deshaun, you're you're a snake. Because in that moment, she mm -hmm. did feel like he flipped on her and sold her out to dry. But she says, of course, it's months later now. And I love all my family, all the black players, you know, our little, uh, what's it called, alliance, our little alliance that we had. Of course, I still love each and every one of those people. In that moment, I was serious, though. You're a snake. Now, of course, I still love him as a great person because he's a good person. But in the game, in that moment, I was like, this, that, calling it out left, calling it out right. So that mm -hmm. was good to hear that it wasn't strategy behind what she was saying. She was being open and honest. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I, I haven't watched any of that kind of thing. So yeah, I know. I really felt like it. I was getting into the weeds. I'm not just a simple soul watching Survivor here. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. She also said that she thinks her downfall was listening more to what people were saying because in the early part of the game she let what she wanted to have happen happen and she was really good at getting people to see it her way but Deshaun was like you need to listen to what I want I'm stubborn listen to me and so she she's like maybe I need to switch my game and start listening to other players so she listens to Deshaun she listens to Ricard but those moves weren't great for her and now she's gone right but I feel like in her alliance, if she hadn't have ever come in and given Deshaun a bad taste in her mouth because she was very controlling when there was a green team and then she just brought that over to the new tribe. Um, I feel like had she left, she had, she had a, a different initial first impression with Deshaun um, that maybe they wouldn't have voted her out so easily. Yeah, that's true. So oh. like it it would work either way of like she either had to keep being that person or she just never could have been that overbearing on the group. True. Yeah. It was like she had to pick a pick a strategy and just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I must also point out and mention that I was watching this live on my cell phone this survivor episode and I was at LAX because I was taking uh, they call it a deadhead but as you know anna that just means my working shift was done but i'm in la so they need to make me a passenger to take me back to seattle where i live you know that but maybe not everyone listening knows that mm -hmm. so just setting the stage is mm -hmm. i'm about to go on my deadhead the flight starts boarding at 806 p.m Survivor starts at 8, so in the boarding area, I'm watching most of the episode. But as I'm walking onto the airplane, I still have my headphones in, and I'm watching it as I'm boarding the flight and getting down there. It keeps freezing because the Wi-Fi oh, gets yeah. disconnected, and then my data just kept freezing it. And it was at key moments, and I was like, no, no, what's happening? But luckily, Did you go back I and rewatch it? Well, luckily, it would refresh in time. That I didn't miss anything, okay. but I was, it was in the middle of the challenge. So like we described, they have the marble on the indention in the cylinder. And basically it's a rolling pin that 
has disconnected other pieces of rolling pin. So the more pieces you add to the rolling pin, the harder it is to balance the unit because you got to balance the ball in the middle, but you're holding onto handles that are connected to different pieces of rolling pin that are not connected other than by the pressure of you pushing them together. And right, which looked exhausting. It looked very much a struggle for sure. And we saw Deshaun after three and a half seconds drop out. We saw Erica drop out. We were down to Danny, Ricard, and Xander. Mm-hmm. And Which they, they all went quite a long time. They went for a very long time. Jeff was just pointing out how everyone looked really solid. And then all of a sudden, um, this is where it was cutting out. So it was like really important for me to see what was going on. I'm like, refresh, refresh. And they're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then by the time it refreshed, it said, and oh my gosh, and I saw it on the screen as, you know, it was happening. Oh, Ricard and Xander drop at the same time. Danny, you're the winner out of nowhere. And such a good, he did, he did a really good job. Uh, well, they all did. They all did. But Danny was doing mm-hmm. it for his dad. He did it. He said he was going to do it and he did it. And he did it. And then to Sean, uh, you're going to play a game of chance. You might get voted out or not depending on how this game goes, this game of chance. And then Deshaun said, well, if I get out on this twist, it'd be cool to say, well, yeah, I left Survivor, but no one voted me out. Right. So he had a good a good wit about him. And I think he knew he was, was going to be the vote anyways, and so at least he had a chance to save himself. Yeah, this was a so very really lucky... No loss. Yeah, no, it was a win-win today because this was the week they were gunning for Deshaun. And in a lucky break, he had a chance to stay in, and he does. Now, can you explain to me the Monty Hall problem that Jeff gave Deshaun? Uh, No, I didn't understand that reference. Oh, I love it. Was it Xander leaning to Ricard? I thought Ricard said it. But I think Xander might have, too. They were leaning towards each other. And I think Xander said it. And he's like, oh, the Monty Hall problem. And there's a show. You might know it in the year 2021 to be a show hosted by Wayne Brady called Let's Make a Deal, right? I know of it. So back in the day, Monty Hall was the host of the original Let's Make a Deal. Oh, yeah, so it's a bunch of people in the audience. They dress up in costumes. It's a very much similar feel to um, Price is Right, where they're like, oh, right. I wore a T-shirt that said Drew Carey can kiss me on stage. You know, they wear costumes, though, like to get the attention of the host. And then he picks mm-hmm. someone to come up, and they're like, all right, let's make a deal. I have in my hand $200. Hold this money. That's your money. Or you could pick door two or three and you might get something way better than two hundred dollars do you want to make a deal and they say yes all the time because you know what's two hundred dollars when it could be a new car Mm -hmm. so it's a door number one two or three now what we've learned through statistics and like analysis (laughs) which is so funny i finally had knowledge in a survivor thing as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, Monty Hall problem is in this case it was Jeff instead of Monty Hall. He says, Is it behind door number one, two, or three? He says 
Deshaun door number one. He goes, all right, I'm going to show you what's behind door number three. It is the death skull. It's a death skull, and you don't want that. So that's good. So now you have a 50-50 chance mm -hmm. to pick the fire versus the skull. But everyone who's done the analysis or the statistical study of this issue says your best bet is to switch it. If you've said A and C was not it, then you have so many more chances for it to actually be B rather than A. So I said, switch it to Sean. The answer is to switch it. You have way less probability to win if you don't switch it. And then it turns out that he was right and I was wrong, even though I had data behind me. I had the 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 better ratio behind me but i would need had, to see the statistics on that because like to me that doesn't make sense he, but like, he had luck behind him someone someone on a, a one of the other survivor contestants who's really bright and intelligent he explained it as you have a b c you pick a and now you're left with b and c well b and c could be bad but jeff showed you one half of bc and it was bad so you're way more likely to get by with that information that b is the better half of b and c so pick that because do you want the bad part of the bc no because jeff eliminated that so now you switch go to b and your odds are better but in I this <laughs> it really it's 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 hard it's hard to I think explain. I'm a very I think I'm a fairly smart person but like this like the fact that it's not just a 50 50 it it goes from one in three to a one in two and like to add anything else to that is breaking my brain <laughs> right but that that is usually the statistical best case scenario is to switch it to the other one when he shows you which one is bad, then switch it to the other one. Because no. more often than not, <laughs> that's the one. No, I feel like I would just always go with my gut instinct, even if it would lead me astray or be Right, but yeah, better. that's yeah. the lesser chances is all it is. Well, me and Deshaun, <laughs> buddy, me and Deshaun. Keep but your Deshaun statistics. Deshaun won I on know. those bad Keep chances. Keep your statistics, you guys. Yeah, eat, eat up those statistics for lunch because... <laughs> Deshaun gets to stay in the game. And therefore, yeah. it's between Liana and Ricard to get voted out because Danny's a mutant. Deshaun's a mutant. They would have gone for those two. And they were both immune. And Xander could have theoretically just played his idol if he wanted if he wanted to protect anybody. Yeah, but he played his extra vote. Yeah. Which was weird. Well, they didn't trust Erica because Erica was She's a floater. Will I vote out Ricard? Hard or will I vote out? Mm -hmm. Liana, I don't know. Wait, so just... did, did they? No, because I think they won three to four. Or was it three oh. to five? Meaning? Oh, did they, did, did uh, the vote, was it three to five? Or did it end three to four? I, all I know, I think Xander used his extra vote. So whatever that means. Yeah, five. So then it was three to five. Oh, yeah. okay. 
So he ensured that that would happen, even though it didn't seem like it needed to be. But I can understand it. You just yeah. want the sure. odds to be in your favor. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting. Like, so we skipped over the big conversation that happened at Tribal of um, what it means to be um, a black competitor and how it's more than just yourself. And I feel like everyone gave such a good, uh, like their experience with it. I shouldn't say representation, their experience with representing the people that's more than just themselves. Um, but I feel bad for Shan because obviously jury can't talk even though they're sitting right there. And like you could tell she would, she really wanted to say something. Yeah. I'm glad they did show that segment of tribal council. It was really important and it, and it showed the gravity of the situation. They're the first cast of survivor post COVID starting post black lives matter current George Floyd, um, all that trial and everything going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shan did talk about um, in her interview that they were watching the George Floyd trial right before going on the show. So like it was really fresh in everyone's mind. The cultural climate is the word I'm looking for. So this is a first cast that has that, not to mention it has a 50% BIPOC casting with black indigenous people of color being more highly represented than in other shows and other seasons. And so when they see each other and they have this cultural background together, uh, as they said, it, there's one part we're playing survivor, but there's another part unseen that we're also battling with, that mm -hmm. Heather literally turned and said, I had no idea, because I am just playing Survivor. I am not playing into any of that other social structure that you have to deal with. And she's like, thank you for sharing that, which was, I mean, it was an amazing yeah. piece of television. Same with, I appreciated Xander. Um, yeah. his, it's similar similar to what Heather said, but a little bit less naive, I guess, about it. Right. He he knew what they were saying because he's probably, I mean, he's younger, so he's been out He has there more social on, awareness. Yeah. He's been on the social streets, as mm -hmm. it were. And he's like, you know, I got, I got you. And they're like, you know what? That's important too, Xander. We need allies. And so that was really nice to hear. And, and cool. Liana's big point was, and for those of you watching on television who think, why are they even talking about this on Survivor? This is Survivor. We come from different backgrounds and different places, and we're playing a game together on an island. So that's what Survivor is. Mm -hmm. And I like down. Jeff going, that is the best part of Survivor. I, and I agree with that. All yeah. that they've been sharing make the best moments. It's not always about who won the competition. It's like, why did they win? What's right. driving them? And it's about bringing like awareness to, like the same with Big Brother, of like some social issues and just making the general public more aware of things they might not encounter. Like maybe it's someone like this season of Big Brother with autism or um, 
indigenous like on big brother canada yeah. and like so it's just like a very gentle way to inform parts of america or whoever's watching it about things that are real problems that they themselves might not be going through and just trying to make more people more socially aware agreed yeah so you're right that was a highlight of the episode and it's good that they got it in because uh, we lose Liana. So we lose another black player. Yeah. And Shan looked crushed because that's her girl. But she also, to me, her look came off. Uh, it was a look of confusion to me. And I just was confused at who she thought. Like, with Deshaun and Danny being safe. And Ricard obviously creating an alliance of the underdogs at this point. Who who did she think was going to flip the vote? Like I on know, Ricard right? or someone. I was just confused about her mindset. But you're right. Maybe it was just complete sadness that her friend is off the show now. I do think that's part of it. It could have been that she's like, vote Heather out. Vote Erica out. <laughs> I mean, she's been saying the whole show that they are the biggest threat. Well, watch. They're going to make the finale night. Yeah. Erica. I mean, Erica is going to get very far. I think Heather's time is running out. Well, I'm guessing next episode is top six where we go into five. I think they're going to get rid of Danny or Deshaun. Yeah. But then that means finale night will have Heather, Erica, Xander, Ricard, and maybe one of them, one of Danny or Deshaun. To be fair, if they did want to sh- take a shot at Ricard, they could do that next week and still have numbers. Uh, I know. <laughs> that exhale. I know. But, uh, I'm, I'm just going to assume Ricard will make it to finale night just because I want him to. I mean, he's physically going to be there. <laughs> That's true. He will be in every episode Yay. because if he's yeah, even if he's on jury, he'll voted be there, out, right? yeah, he'll be yeah. in the final tribal council on jury. So yep. darn it. He'll be there and he'll okay. be at the actual finale night. Apparently, yeah. apparently we didn't know from the beginning of the season if they were going to shoot a live finale. Yeah, a live finale, or if they were gonna do the one that they already filmed on the island. Because it had been reported online that just in case with COVID and everything, they filmed everything on Fiji, you know, at Fiji, mm-hmm. on the island at Fiji. Which is so weird because, like, in normal seasons, you're just keeping the secret of, like, whether you made it to, like, the final two. And you don't even know if you won. Oh, yeah. But, like, this season, everyone is having to keep the secret of, they do know that they did or did not win. And right, so like, they got I it. could not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could, could not, not either. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse now than ever before. Yeah. <laughs> not since season one, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like they're going to do a live finale. I mean, anything could change. They could be planning for a live finale and then some other outbreak could happen and then say, no, we're canceling it, but yeah as far as you and i are aware they're going to have some kind of reunion yeah yep 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 and hopefully 
this Omicron or however it's pronounced. I stays think away. Are, yeah, Omicron, Omicron, stay away. I think it's a soft O, but you know, I could be wrong. Well, I um, say om- Omicron hoping... only, only because of the show Futurama. Omicron Persei eight. Um, I was hoping that Lolly and Wentworth would send us a little email, like, "Hey, y'all, finale night." But time is dwindling. Wentworth, what are you? What's happening? And now I work anyway. So. (laughs) Oh yeah, now you work. That's okay. Yeah. It was for a greater cause. It was for a yeah bigger cause than myself. Love it. Well, that's my conjecture is I hope Ricard at least makes it one more week, if not all the way, because rooting yeah. for Ricard. But I do like Deshaun and Danny, even though they're kind of number one enemy, Ricard. But, you know, I I love me some Danny. Deshaun is a very emotional player. And I think I've just gotten so because unlike you, this is the only season I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've just gotten very accustomed to Ricard's way of playing of like, I'm going to think about that. Like, let me process that. And like kind of calculated moves. And like Deshaun, at least right now, I don't know that he was earlier, but now it's very emotional. And it's like a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And I know it's an emotional game. Right. But you can't show it. And like Danny literally just went through like the anniversary of his dad's death. And like I still feel like he was able to use his emotions for the greater his greater game and ultimately ended up winning a competition. Part maybe because he used that energy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or whatever. Or whatever it may or whatever. be. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I should also like to say that in between, um, well, not in between last episode, but the episode before that is, yeah, that Stephen Sondheim passed away and I'm still not over it. I know. So, um, the only reason I bring it up on the Survivor podcast is because Anna and I also have the Broadway baby and the musical Maniac. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for um, future episodes where we will watch more Sondheim shows. Okay. Right. We gotta. We just gotta. We I'm just already gotta. like. We just gotta. I've just been crying, and I need to put it, put my emotions, segueing from Danny and Deshaun, put my emotions to it for greater good. Well, not not related, but we could always do one about West Side Story. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the first musical Stephen Sondheim wrote lyrics to, and we're going to oh, watch perfect. that. Yeah, perfect. It, it's perfectly queued up. Uh, we, aren't you and I going to that's the a, theater? That's a peculiar... Yes, we are on Sunday. That's a peculiar um, release of that movie. Uh, yeah, right? It's a hmm. Steven Spielberg-directed movie of Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim's West Side Story, and it's coming out right on the tail of him passing away. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to sort out a movie time. Yes. We have a date. Just need to put out a time. Um, I don't think me and Shelby have any plans that day, so you're it. Yeah, perfect. 
Um, dinner and a movie or whatever lunch and a movie whatever we do yeah. i'll see if that place has sunday happy hour and then we'll go from there yes please yes. Um, sounds delicious yeah steven spielberg said that he was ss2 and steven sondheim was ss1 as they were oh. making the film <laughs> that's cute <laughs> yeah because leonard bernstein had already passed away so steven sondheim was the person to talk to when making the movie so interesting. I wonder how much of like an active role he played, or was he just like, did they like, was he there? Or did they just bounce ideas off of him and just I, approve things? I think all of the above. I think perfect. I hope there's a making of. Yeah, we need to watch a making of. We need more Sondheim, really. Yeah, for sure. I'm for discovering sure. Sondheim shows that I didn't even know existed that I want to get my hands on and I want to watch. So. Well, I mean, pass them my way. Will do. So this has been Simple Souls Speak Survivor and Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so many S's. <laughs> it's so many. I love alliteration. So. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Too much. Right. But we, we will see. I'm so, but can I also say I'm so proud of us. We recorded the day after the episode aired. Like yes. we are really pulling it together. <laughs> We actually did it piece by piece, putting it together bit by bit. Yeah. All right. Let's try to do this again next week. <laughs> Let's try to stay on the ball. And then we only have two more weeks anyway. Yay. Oh, it's so, so crazy. It's time flies when you're having fun and also working a ton. <laughs> yes. Working a ton and having fun. Yes. All right. I'll get back to you about Sunday. All right. Thank you. I can't wait to see you in person and yes. we'll talk to everyone else for Bye. Bye everyone. Bye. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. Anna and Richard, simple souls like reality TV shows. So now it's time to start looking back at the 40 seasons and more. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor.